I was there. I don't have to listen to it. This week's show because it was a disaster. When you live in a beach resort, it's easy to forget whether you are playing or working. On each week's show, we settle in with a cocktail and try to figure out if there is a difference. This is Day Drinking on Delmarva. I am Todd from GoodCleanFunLife.com. And I am Tony Russo, no relation, and you're listening to Day Drinking on Delmarva, a podcast about dogs barking and life <laughs> and culture on the Delmarva Peninsula. Uh, Todd drinks because he gets to live here. I drink because I have to live here. And, like, that's never been more true than this uh then this week we're gonna we got tons of stuff to get into it's been it's been a kooky couple days here in delmar where the wheels have come all the way off but i did nice things and fun things and i want to talk about those as well but before we get to that we like to talk about our sponsors our sponsors are the drinks that we're drinking as well as local businesses that we think are important um this week i'm drinking grandpa juice because i'm uh babysitting my technically my, my wife uh, my wife has the kids for this 45 minutes um and todd what are you drinking and can you tell us a little bit about our sponsor i'm drinking bourbon i don't think that there's any bad time to have a bourbon no uh any season any hour of day actually and uh and that's what i'm that's what i'm sticking with i was going to do a a new beverage uh that that we've been trying out but i decided just to stick with bourbon so that's what that's what the you ran out of time to do any any mixology. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell us what you had in mind, or is it a secret for next time? Uh, it's not even a mixology. Uh, we'll do it. We'll do it next time. But it's a new beverage that's actually being distributed, and it's through our friends over at uh, uh, Sam and uh, Sam Adams and and Dogfish, and it's a long drink. It's a Netherlands style. Um, very light, refreshing. It almost tastes like a Fresca that is alcoholic. So it's a good summer drink. And I'm kind of, you know, oh, while I we're see. recording, it's a, uh, it's a beautiful, almost 80 degree day, I think. It's very nice. The, the bevy is the name of this, this drink. Uh, ah. And it's, uh, yeah, it's good. It's going to be a good yard work drink. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> and also, can you tell us a little bit about our sponsor this week, which is the Big Fun Line? Yes, Good Clean Fun Life, digital marketing websites, media production. Um, you can find us at gcflproductions.com or uh, at goodcleanfunlife.com. And uh, we'll get into it a little bit later, but we've been, we've been at it for a number of years. And it's, it is sometimes surprising to look back and think about how long we've been doing this and oftentimes it's when somebody new comes along and is you know trying to be the latest and greatest and and that sort of thing and you know i i I welcome all comers i think there's there's plenty of uh room for competition and and for helping people because that's what we're all about but also it's it's kind of funny to be like oh all right yeah We've, we've been at it for, you know, for fun for 13 years and as a business for 10 and, you know, and the, and the ideas around it came long before uh, even we turned it into a business. So. Right. It's well, it, it's funny. This is uh, probably a little too inside baseball to, uh, to talk about in plain language, but it's been so long since I've spoken with you and I can't remember 
whether I shot you a note or not. Um, but there has been a recent changeover at a large um, beach restaurant <laughs> conglomerate. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I noticed that they had switched web hosts from one that I'm not oh. fond of to one that I'd never heard of. Oh. And, um, and uh, do you know what I'm talking about at all? I, I'm guess I'm guessing. Uh, I don't know who they went with. I, I don't know who they went with, but yeah. And so, so I, I, I almost wrote a story about it. And this is this is common news. The name of the company is um, is off the hook or hooked. Those those right. That yep. yeah. That that group is actually moved to uh, to a different um, website designer. And uh, what I thought was really interesting about it is. And I couldn't ask the question, and I can say it here because, um, what what did we used to say when we used to say mean things? T- tens of listeners, I don't know. It, no, it was it was something like, uh, put on your irony hats, kids, it's all good oh. thing fun, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Something oh, yeah. like that. So this is a disclaimer that I'm I'm being a little snarky, but I I don't wish anybody anything but the best. Uh but this idea that they had to change their company name because that was the only way to get out from under an odious oh. contract with an odious, uh, with an odious player. Um, yeah. that, that was just a tempting story. And I'm like, I hope this is the story, but even if it is, there's no way that they're going to say, well, we had to change our company name because we picked the wrong website designer 30 years ago. And there really mm-hmm. was nothing we can do about it. After all of our lawyers consulted, we just got ripped off by this low-end garbage, garbage company. And all we can do is just change the whole name of our own company to get away right. from these evil bastards. And I oh, just hope man. that's the story. Um, yeah. I mean, I hope it's not the story, but it feels that just feels so right in my heart from all the people that I've heard that, you know, and this is not really part of your commercial. And I know we don't bash the competition in any way, shape or form. You do have to have a straight shooter when you're like, hey, here's all my company information. Please don't rip me off. Like who thinks to ask, please don't rip me off when you're hiring someone to run your website, you know? You know, it's it's funny because like I said, we've been we've been doing this for a long time and we're uh, we have some great clients that we've been working with that are like family and we've never made anybody sign a contract. You know, it's it it's always proposals for, you know, work to be done. We've never locked anybody in. And, uh, you know, I, I think being smaller and we like to, you, you, we like to say in marketing terms, you know, we're boutique, like that's, right. a, that's a pretty word for uh, like special attention that we'll give clients that are, uh, that are ours, but it is unthinkable uh, for me to, to hold somebody's feet to the fire for, you know, something that was said or unsaid, like for any reason, like to just make them to, to force someone to do business with you against their will over the course of decades. Takes, right. Takes the kind of person that, you know, thinks that because their grandpa bought something in Ocean City 30,000 years ago, that they yeah. are somehow a business genius. Yeah. Um, I'm you sorry. Know, it, it's so it, odious. It's so it, odious. It, it, and it's funny too because it it makes me think of um, just recently we had a client from a couple of years ago. Uh, we went different directions. I don't think it wasn't like a, a bad split, but it it was a split. And um, 
I've been in the new uh, business side of Facebook and Instagram, the the meta business suite. Right. And I'm and I'm looking, and I realize that I still have like access to their their Facebook page because I would often get that, you know, and so you that I can stuff. upload things. Yeah. yeah, and I post stuff. But it, it, it's just one of those things where I'm like, ooh, I need to send a note to let them know that they should probably take me off of there. Right. Meanwhile, it's it's been a couple years and I would I would never even think of doing anything uh, and you and it also would look kind of rude if you all of a sudden just like dumped yourself out like right you know right. You, you've got to say hey I didn't notice this but I have now right and you know go ahead and take me off it's not going to hurt my feelings mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I, I I don't do your thing anymore and that's cool you know that kind yeah of thing. it's yeah. Uh, so anyway there's, there's there's one way to do biz- or there's there's many ways to do business there's one way that we do business and that's yeah like, and it's just it's just people. so funny to me that 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 uh yeah and and it happened here because people really like there was one guy who's like well i kind of know how the internet works but i know that none of you idiots know how they work so rather than teach you i'm going to take advantage of you because yep. you're sure billions or whatever the hell they think of one another down there. Yeah. You know, and that's the kind of thing like cheating your neighbors because you can is everything I think of when I see, when I think of ocean city, that is ocean city in mm. a nutshell. How can I get over on my neighbors and make them pay? So I don't have to. Work? Right. Um, but I mean that with love. Yeah. <laughs> All the love that you have for ocean city. All sorts of fun things going on this week. I do have a little bit of love for Rehoboth that I'd like to share in my story. Um, The Rehoboth Beach Film Festival is like now. Um, The Rehoboth Beach International Film Festival, which is a bigger deal. Um, I mean, you know, we spoke earlier this year about how the Ocean City Film Festival is becoming like a legit deal. But the Rehoboth Festival has been a big-ish deal for a long-ish time. They get, you know, they get mid to upper tier movies to premiere at their mm-hmm. at their festival. It's a it's a big it's a big thing. And so I've been um blogging for this bookshop uh blog for maybe a month or so now. I've written a couple stories and I've been writing about how bookstores get through I'm sorry guys we're gonna have to cough button you here for a second. Um not all oh, the way that- better. That was very that was very professional. Thank you. <laughs> um, I've been writing for this bookshop blog, and I I pitched them this idea that I'd like to talk to bookstores and talk to them about you know how they got through COVID. What was and this beginning. is this is a blog that is about many bookstores. Not it's not a blog for one bookstore. Absolutely, it's called bookshopblog.com. Um, and there's lots of stuff, you know, there's lots of stuff about reading, lots of, you know, listicles about novels and stuff. But my interest was talking to people who ran bookshops and getting their experience pre, post, pre, during and post COVID. Um, and my first story I actually did was about Prosper and, uh, the bookstore in Prosper called Main Street Books. And, you know, he actually is doing as well, if not better after COVID than he was before because there was that kind of six-month period where everybody's like, oh, my God, what happens to bookstores? No, for real, right? It's not like, oh, well, I can always go 
you know, people got concerned that they were going to, because having a bookstore in a town is, I, I think, kind of a, kind of a, like a, oh, lever. I can't think of a, a word, an anchor for a larger, mm. uh, for a larger arts community. You know, I mean, like Berlin has galleries and they had artists and now they have a bookstore and, you know, Berlin has a significant writer's, you know, community. Salisbury has no writer's community and 50,000 people, but they don't have a bookstore. I mean, they have a Barnes yeah. & Noble, but that's not a real, that's not, that's not it's not as, right. Uh, the, the, uh, an independent bookstore is going to be a hub for like writers and things like that and for people to come and commune over books rather than over Starbucks. I guess is yeah. Um, so anyway, I thought that would be a cool story. And as part of that, they actually gave me an assignment to review a movie. And the movie's called Hello And it is Hey Tony, like, I'm getting a little I'm getting a little bit of feedback. Uh, how's that? Much clearer. Awesome. Um, it's called Hello Bookstore and it is the story of one of the most interesting men in the country. Uh, they started making the documentary before the pandemic hit because this is just mm-hmm. a brilliant guy with a million goddamn stories. Um, his bookstore is in Lenox, Mass, which is not too far from Stockbridge, which is where Alice's Restaurant of the Song oh. Alice's Restaurant. Nice. And he bought the bookstore from the guy who owned the Stockbridge bookstore next to Alice and moved it to Lenox when they started chasing hippies out of Stockbridge. Um, he worked at this really famous, famous bookstore called the Gotham book Mart. And if you can name 10 bookstores, that's one of the ones you would name. I, yeah. I can't. Right. Yeah. Oh, but, but, right. you know, doing the, re- doing the research for the, for the writing up, you know, this is this fascinating old bookstore. And like, if you wrote a novel in the 20th century and were a writer in New York, you spent time at the Gotham bookmark. It was that kind of like major, major heavy hitters there. Um, And he tells this one great story. He's like, I saw this woman and I thought I knew her from the bookstore. And I was so embarrassed because I didn't know her name. So I went up and he said, I'm so sorry. I I can't remember your name. And she said, Carly Simon. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And I love that story because he was so focused on the on the books aspect right. of his life that he didn't right. notice. And at, at the time, this is this is this is 1980s, 1970s Carly Simon. This isn't yeah. uh, you know, this is she's one of the most famous singers on the planet at the time. And he's right. like, who, who didn't yeah, I out, tell of, you? out of context? Yeah, story, right. You know? And he's got a thousand stories like that. So that would have been a great documentary all on its own. Mm-hmm. But then what happens is the pandemic hits. And you see this outgoing guy just kind of completely isolated in his own bookstore. And he's got, you know, it's all he's got all the books in the world, but nobody he can't really talk to anybody about them anymore. Mm-hmm. And it is a really kind of sad change. And they go back and forth. It's a great doc. It's it's well edited. Um, and they go back and forth. And what I, I what I wrote in my little story is that you can tell by what he's wearing on his neck what kind of mood he's in because he was, a, he was a wear a bow tie or a regular tie to work every day kind of guy. Yeah. So when they cut to him, he has a, 
mask down around his neck, uh-huh. then he's talking about the pandemic. And if he doesn't, then he's just talking about life and wonder and how great the world is. <laughs> so the interspersing cuts are, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's such a good documentary. It'll be available on uh, on demand and I think maybe on Prime on, um, I, I believe it's April 28th. That's in the story. Uh, story in the show notes, link to the story in the show notes. Uh, but if you go to the, if you're listening to this, there are odds that you will be at the Rehoboth Beach International Film Festival. And if you are, and if you go, you really got to catch this doc. It's it's so beautiful. It's such it's such a nice story, but it's also, you know, an actual document about, you know, how much we lost during the pandemic and the things, you know, and the things we gained and the things we yeah. learned. But, you know, uh, as I was saying to Todd before the show started, there is the first cut from pandemic to pre-pandemic is just brutal because you're not 100% ready for it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you see there's snow on the on the houses. This is Matt Mass, Western Mass, right? Yeah. So there's snow on the houses and the bar he has a he has a wine bar and the wine bar is packed and people are laughing and there's cuts of him you know handing books to people and reading close with them and and it's just like this is this world is gone these are the last yeah. pictures of this world that were yeah. taken yeah um and that is it's really weighty but it also gives you know it, it's it it's a feel good film it it has a happy ending i mean like the tagline is something like um, a small town pulls together to save its bookstore. So it's not like yeah. you're a spoiler. It's like that. That's, 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 that's what, that's that's what, what happens. Says. Yeah. Um, but the way, but the guy that they save is a guy worth saving. And the story about pre pandemic um, Matt Tannenbaum is his name. The story about pre pandemic uh, Matt Tann- Tannenbaum is the story that, you know, that makes the, we saved our bookstore store story um, worth, worth hearing. So I got to recommend that again, it's on, it's on links in the show notes. And um, of course you can find it on any of my socials, which are all at by Tony Russo on either Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. You know, I am famously a huge fan of bookstores and not of reading. Right. Um, and uh, as you're describing this, I can't help but to think of the Greyhound here in Berlin. And, you know, like we took up the tradition of buying a book for everybody. That's the gift that we open on Christmas Eve. Um, and uh, it, and to go in there and to have somebody who knows the area and knows books and then you go in a couple times and they know you and just to be so like, Oh, have like, I've never quite had that experience before of like just having books kind of shoved at you and, you know, an amazingly brief, but, uh, but exquisite recommendation about the contents of the book. It's just, a, it, I don't know. It's a great, it's, it's a great thing. I'm very excited. Actually, I I hope to interview Susan on Monday for my next feature. I didn't want to do her first because I thought that would be a little on the nose. Like, yeah, yeah, here, I'll write a story for pay about my bookstore, you know? Right. 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 And I also wanted to make sure that, you know, that, that it was something that was going to get published and that it was, the site was reputable. So I chose a, a, uh, 
a bookstore that I knew, but didn't have any personal ties to. Right. So that I could describe it well and write about it well, but also not be too locked into like if the story came apart or if they're like, this is garbage, we're not printing it. You know, I didn't have to look Susan in the face and say, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't do a good enough job. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, looking forward to that for next week. Um, Yeah. And how about you? Where you've got you've got all sorts of crazy stuff going on. Well, yeah, I mean, it was uh, it's always a big lead up to um, opening weekend and and, uh, St. Patrick's Day. But I think that uh, things are moving fast and furious and we're really happy with, uh, you know, what we have lined out. We met with um, the, the Freeman stage folks today and they have a new marketing director and more, you know, talking uh, about doing more video and of course the starboard. And we've, we've linked up with the wonderful people at Soulfire yoga studio. And that, that's where I wanted to go. And, and you talk a little bit about the, the background and the history of this bookstore. Um, we went, uh, we went back up to Bethesda for a shoot Bethesda, Maryland, just outside of DC. It's actually where uh, we kind of first lived on our own. We got married. We were in Montgomery County and uh, like crappy apartment. Natalie was working retail. I was taking the, you know, that, classic first job out of college where you know you act like a grown-up but you're still you know playing high school games with office politics and stuff like that was like a technical recruiter (laughs) um and and you know but it was uh it was very clearly a, a situation where we we were knew that there was something more we we were uh we were super and this was 20 some years ago, you know, we were pretty strapped financially living in one of the highest uh, or one of the most expensive. Expensive, And, um, and we used to go to this, this bar, this bar rock bottom down in downtown Bethesda. And we'd get the cheapest beer and we'd split a plate of nachos. And that was like our, that was like our big night out. (laughs) And, and and we talk and we kind of dream. We talk about you know, like making it out of this uh, this you know two horse town or this yeah. hundred horse town. And um, it was just a it, it, to go back and and uh, I was looking forward to going back. I got you know friends who live up there, and it's where I I grew up and some of those formative later uh, um, high school years and. I didn't think that it would get as nostalgic as it did just because yeah. like we're, we're doing like, we've really hit, hit a stride and we're, we're doing well and we're busy, um, you know, not busy just for the sake of be, busy, being busy, but because we want to be right. um, and enjoy the people we, we're working with. And to go back to that place, um, you know, which is, it's funny too, because by our standards today, it's, it, it, you know, it's a, it's a turn and burn place. It's, it's not a, uh, you know, it's, it's not a great, it's not great beer. It's not great. It's, it's, but it's perfect for what it is. Um, can't say anything bad about anybody. Right. Yeah, no, but it's, uh, it, it was just neat to go back and, uh, and, and think about how between that place and, and the diner across the street, 
from it where we would sit and drink coffee and smoke cigarettes like we were, uh-huh. you know, beatniks or something like that. Right. Um, you know, and yeah, it's 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 come a long way. And that was a bit of our origin story that I'd almost forgotten about. You know, I, I you think about the start of uh your idea and the concept of like you know you start putting this launch on it and, right, and it yeah. very much was a a, a a pronounced launch on saint patrick's day whatever 13 years ago but there was a lot of things that happened before that 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 led to that launch and um yeah drinking cheap beer at a place called rock bottom is <laughs> it was definitely uh, was definitely one of those things. So it, w- it was neat to go back and it was neat to to see that. I always get surprised because a lot of times when I'll go, when I'll go home, um, it's rare to see someone that I know out mm-hmm. and it's so crazy. You know, it's, you know, I, a place where I, I grew up and I knew a lot of people and none of them are in any of the bars I go to. And I don't know if that's more about them or more about me. You know, <laughs> yeah. and then I also, I also am like, well, you know, if you saw someone, if the last time you saw someone, you were 12 and now you're 50, how do right. you know that you don't know the person sitting next to you? They might've just, I mean, cause I, I look very little like 12 year old Tony Russo. Like right. if you said that's Tony Russo, they'd be like, oh yeah, he was always kind uh, of a big guy. I guess that could be him. <laughs> I mean, no one thought well, he'd ever get that big, but <laughs> it's funny because uh, I had like, I have this sensation like, oh, I definitely, uh, I mean, Bethesda is huge, a huge town. Right? right. And, uh, everywhere we go, I'm like, oh, I bet I know somebody. And, and I think it's just because I've been so immersed in running into somebody everywhere you, you go around here. Right. And they're like, oh, there's going to be, there's going to be people around. And then I realized that I can't even, I'm not even a good judge of age anymore. Like. Uh, like those people could be 60 or 30 and I'm not quite, I'm not quite sure. And so like, I don't know where I, I would even fall in the mix. Right. Especially, you know, people who have miles on them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like yours truly. I mean, don't, I'm not looking down on anybody, <laughs> but, but you put enough miles on and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I was, we saw yesterday that Gilbert Gottfried died, mm. which was, which was too bad. I like Gilbert Gottfried. He was, he was funny and he told some very funny stories on his podcast. Um, but he was the first one. I think in my memory where I'm like, he was only 67. Oh, <laughs> you, yeah. you know, yeah, that was, yeah. that was the first time I'm like, wow. Cause he talk about miles. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I thought <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried was, 40 years older than me. I thought he was 90, you yeah. know, and to find out that he's 15 years older than me is that's tough. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's like, yeah. wow. That's you a know? little bit of an awakening. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, that's kind of the weird, the weird turn that things are taken because now that I've, I've, I've reached the age where I'm like, Oh, 67. So young, you know, and that was, I never, that was one thing that I never thought would come out of my mouth. The other one is I was the old person. My brother got married. Right. Um, my brother is 20 years younger than me, 19 years younger than me. 
and he's a gay person. So he got married to another gay person who was also a guy. And they had this super crazy over the top gay, gay wedding. And I was the old person I'm like, really? They're not going to play one fucking thing I can dance to. The music's so loud. <laughs> and that was a really, really, really hard t-shirt to have to pull over my big fat head. <laughs> I'm like, this... Come on, just one celebration. This music is literally making me angry at this point. I'm locked <laughs> in this room. Uh, it is too loud to talk. <laughs> and, I mean, and it was a wonderful wedding. And they and people are having way too much fun. Oh, everyone was having a great time. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, man, oh, man, they're not playing any Motown. <laughs> And I'm like, how did you be? I don't want to be that guy. Who wants? So I go <laughs> at one point in the wedding, I'm like, I got it. And it was on like the fourth floor. So oh. you either had to leave the building or endure. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, uh, and finally, at one point, I just went out to be by the elevators just to be someplace where I could check to see if I still had a heartbeat. <laughs> and I plunked down next to my Uncle Dominic, you know, who is yeah. older than me, probably Uncle 67 Dom. or so. And he's like, he puts his hands up like, can you believe this? I'm like, no, I can't believe it. Let's be old Italian guys here. It was, it was really, I'm like, and I said, Uncle Dominic, I never thought I'd be that guy. He's like, oh, it's loud. And I'm like, yeah, but I, yeah. I used to be a DJ. I never thought, I know you're that guy now. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to cantankerous middle age. And it's, yeah. it's like, so I watched my grandchildren. As I said, I'm drinking, you know, babysitting juice today. Um, sometimes I see like this light in my grandson's eyes where he's going to commit violence. Mm. And I know that <laughs> it's just driven by like an instinct. Like he's not mad. Mm -hmm. Right. And he's not trying to hurt, but mm -hmm. you can see that he's got this violent energy that he doesn't know what to do with. Yep. And it's like, well, you know, you're a young boy and sometimes young boys get this violent energy. And that was what I, I had. This is my old man, violent energy. <laughs> it like, just came out. I literally texted my wife the following. <laughs> I left, period. <laughs> not I'm leaving. Not let's say our goodbyes. Yeah. And so I'm walking down the street and all of a sudden somebody's just banging on the window. And who is this? My other asshole brother watching the... <laughs> NCAA game oh, no. in a bar around the At corner. A bar. So funny. I'm like, you bastard. How did you, how come you left and didn't take me? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Those or, are... And didn't at least give me a, I left. Text yeah. Text. Like so, uh, other than that, there's so much that happened. We can't take another month off again. No, um, no, definitely not. We can't get sick again. Either. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, so we were both sick. Todd was sicker than me, and he's not afraid to lord it over me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we're done now, and we're moving on. So um, yep, yep. we are ready to call it a week. I got nothing else anyway. How about you? Mm, I got nothing. All right. Well, remember, till next time at the beach. It's happy hour whenever you say it is. Day Drinking on Delmarva with Todd DeHart and Tony Russo is produced weekly, mostly by dumb luck. You can join them Wednesday afternoons or find them online at daydrinkingondelmarva.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll check back in with you next week.